Hey, 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 everybody. I'm your host, Kevin Mihok, and this is the most intelligent wrestling podcast, period. This is the Imperial Wrestling Podcast. Now, you can email the show at the Imperial Wrestling Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, and you can always go online and find us at imperialwrestlingpod.com. Now, it's important to... Uh, Find us on the web because you can see the upcoming blogs and the upcoming shows and perhaps the past episodes that you may not have heard. And before you sit down and devote time, see if it's something that you want to listen to that that, that would make a huge difference in a very busy world and a very busy life. Find the topics that interest you. I'm not going to be offended if you don't listen to every single episode. You'd be crazy not to. But I understand that you want to go after what are your key interests and key concern uh, prior to devoting your time. Your time is valuable. And you can never undervalue your worth and your time. And when you do a careful assessment of both your personal worth and your personal time, you can decide what is worth investing time into. Um, Because if it retracts from your family, if it retracts from things that you do and with your own free time, then it has to be something significant and it should be something very important. And that's the key of the Imperial Wrestling Podcast. A lot of podcasts go over the same sort of topics, which is great. And I find good value and I do find a lot of the other podcasts very interesting. That's why I enjoy being a fan of wrestling podcasts because I, I like listening to them. However, it does not mean that every topic needs to be the same for 30 different episodes or 30 different variations of different podcasts. The objective is to stand out and be unique in some regard. And that's why I cultivated and developed this particular episode tonight. See, in the pro wrestling arena, there are countless, countless wrestling promotions. Now, we only know the major ones. Uh, Most fans, whether you're a, uh, a devoted fan or not, you've probably heard of the WWE. Um, it's the largest in the world, and you probably know who they are. And, and that's probably uh, applicable to people who are not necessarily wrestling fans. They know uh, or have heard of the WWE. And that's cool. The focus here is, is you probably also heard of a, the other competing promotion, which is gaining a lot of traction in the AEW, um, All Elite Wrestling. And, and those are probably the two... Currently, right now in this era of time, that are the two leading promotion. The problem with pro wrestling that makes it so much different from the other major sports, uh, and let's just stick with the United States. We're not even talking about different types of sporting attractions around the, of the world, especially when we start getting into countries that adore pro wrestling, such as Mexico, Australia, and, and Japan. Uh, those are fabrics and threaded and interwoving into their culture where pro wrestling is sort of the same uh, founding principles here in the U.S. So the reason I'm bringing this up is in the United States, we all know what the NFL is, the National Football League, okay? It is the only true pro sports variation of football in the United States. So what happens when you become that big? Well, you have a player's union, you have player's drafts, 
and 500 guys have an opportunity to play in the largest stage of their game on a single course of professionalism. This is why they get major contracts. This is why they get endorse and advertisement deals because it is a premier leading stage. It is the best of the best. You know, they may have been playing football since their peewee days. They might have done like Pop Warner football. And then they got to junior high and they made the starting team in the uh, seventh and eighth grade squad. Then they get to high school and you make it on the varsity level. And then you get to college and you really find out if you're good or not because now in college you've got a whole gyration of guys mixed together. And some of these guys are going to go on to the pros or get drafted by the pros, some will not. The reason I'm bringing this up is that's their fundamental route to becoming a pro athlete in terms of pro football. We also have that same similarity in regards of Major League Baseball. So you can go college, you can go to the minor leagues, and then you, you may have started off in the little leagues, you know what I mean? And, and there's a growth progression where you finally make it to the major leagues. And when you get there, that's why you get paid millions of dollars because that is the highest level of baseball a professional baseball player can reach or attain in his career path of becoming a professional. Now you look at pro wrestling, it is so segregated, even though despite the fact that the WWE is the largest brand on the planet, the problem is, let's just do a brief recap of what's currently active in pro wrestling. There's All-American Pro Wrestling, there's Anarchy Championship Wrestling, there's Chaotic Wrestling, there's Empire Wrestling Federation, there's Harley Races Wrestling Academy, Independent Wrestling Association Mid-South, there's Major League Wrestling, there's the National Wrestling Alliance, there is the Ohio Valley, Ohio Valley Wrestling, there's the Revolutionary Championship Wrestling, there's Shine Wrestling, there's Texas Wrestling Alliance, there's United Wrestling Network, there's Women of Wrestling, World Extreme Wrestling, African Wrestling Federation, there's the American Wrestling Federation, there's Shakira, there's Dragon Gate Wrestling, there's Evolve, there's Hardcore Wrestling, there's Incredibly Strange Wrestling, there's IWF, there's Luca Underground, there's Memphis Championship Wrestling, there's Main Event Championship Wrestling, Jersey All Pro Wrestling, Independent Wrestling Alliance, there is Hulk Hogan Celebrity Championship Wrestling, there is so many things. There's the World Wrestling Federation, now known as the WWE World Wrestling Entertainment. There's Northeast Wrestling, Reality of Wrestling, Shimmering Women's Athletes of Wrestling, Southern States Wrestling, Top Rope Promotion, All Pro Wrestling, Black Label Pro Wrestling. You, you see, there's Impact Wrestling. There's All Elite Wrestling. What I'm trying to tell you, there's Ring of Honor. There are so many promotion are we over-promoted almost where it's saturated? So just take the primary leagues that you know of uh, in the WWE and the AEW, okay? So if you try to watch it all on TV, your nights would be consumed on Monday night. You'd be consumed on Wednesday night. You'd be consumed on Friday night. You'd be consumed on Saturday. You would be consumed almost every day during the week. That's a whole lot of wrestling to try to watch. And we started this episode talking about valuing your time. 
it's impossible to spend your whole time watching it. Even if you recorded this stuff and tried to sit down and get it in at different times, unless you were unemployed or something and had nothing to do, well, then you are an exception. I, I, I kind of envy that. I have to go to work. I take care of family. I have other functions other than watching pro wrestling in my life. There's no way I could watch all of the stuff just on the premier brands in the United States. I couldn't watch it all. That doesn't even get us to countries like Japan that have action advanced pro wrestling, DDT pro wrestling, Frontier Martial Arts pro wrestling, Lion Gate Project, um, Pro Wrestling Noah, Pure J, um, the Oz Academy, Pro Wrestling Wave, Real Pro, Real Japan, Real Japan Pro Wrestling, All Japan Pro Wrestling, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling. There, there's so many things just in Japan. How in the world? Okay, so say I'm gonna watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, which I'm a huge fan of, but I when am I gonna watch it? I haven't even got to Canada. Got Border City Wrestling, High Impact Wrestling. You got the NCW, you got the Elite Canadian Championship Wrestling, you have International Wrestling Syndicate. I mean, where there's great Canadian wrestling, there's Northern Championship Wrestling. We, and what about Australia? You got Explosive Pro Wrestling, Melbourne City Pro Wrestling, you got Impact Wrestling Australia, you got Riot City Wrestling Australia. I mean, come on, you get to Mexico. We got Luca Libre, the AAA Worldwide. You know what I mean? You got the Crash Luca Libre. You've got International Revolution Group. I mean, there are so many things just in Mexico. Then we're leaving out stuff in the UK. You know, you got Forefront Wrestling, okay? You got All-Star Wrestling, Attack Pro Wrestling, Grand Pro Wrestling. You got Fight Factory Pro Wrestling, Irish Whip uh, Pro Wrestling. You got the NXT. You get where I'm... I'm hoping you're picking up on what I'm saying. I'm throwing out brands that you may not even have ever heard of, but that's the problem. How saturated is professional wrestling? I would really like to cultivate some sort of system where you come up through a rank, you come through a school, and, and maybe you get drafted. Maybe there's a wrestling union of some sort that protects the athletes. You, you know what I mean? Some sort of facilitated growth process that will not only benefit the wrestlers themselves, but the promotion guys would make millions because there would have to be one premier brand. Now, I like that in wrestling, which is unique. We have multiple brands, so you get a variety of different sources. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. In fact, I think it's really cool and makes pro wrestling unique because we can watch different brands and different promotions, which does not exist in the NBA, the NFL, or Major League Baseball, or even the NHL. There's not really major competing brands. Now, there are some exceptions. Some of these pro sports do have a secondary league that are beginning to gain some sort of attention from sporting fans. Um, like the IHL, for example, the Chicago Wolves are always in the playoffs and being in their market, um, that is an alternative to the Blackhawks. It's nowhere near the same stage as the NHL, but it's an option. And I think that there are pros and cons to both. 
The objective of this episode is not to say why one way is better than the other. My concern is, when do we ask ourselves if we have too many wrestling promotions? And and how do we de- like get rid of some of the fragments in wrestling? It's such a... It's, it's so many segments and fragmented. And, like, how do we create some sort of uniform... Like, just a uniformity of some sort where... It's a little bit more organized, if that makes sense. Now, I don't mind sub-leagues, like subcontracting leagues, especially that attracts more of a level, locally speaking. But when we get to the national stage, how can we organize that where it's a little cleaner and it's a little more lucrative for those who do this professionally for a living? And from a fan's point of view, is it okay to have like a minor league wrestling level and then a major league wrestling level. Is there a point where that's okay to consider? And if it's not, why? I'd like to hear from you. You explain to me why you don't think that would work. And I'm curious to see how that sort of branding um, could cause a whole slew of new ways of promoting uh, somebody like Vince McMahon, he's on the top. But how can he now, already being the, let's say, the NFL or the NBA or the NHL of, of pro wrestling, how can you now make this exciting, like, playoff time? How can wrestling incorporate, like, a playoff? How do we make that fun? You know what I mean? And and I know WrestleMania is our Super Bowl, Right. But how do we actually make the events leading to WrestleMania become captivating even for fans that don't even watch wrestling? I feel like the way it's always been, you turn on your friends. Is this just me? Like, I don't really turn on my friends or family and then have this war every other week. Pro wrestling writers need to get to a point now where they don't start feuds be from a tag team or a faction breaking up you get what i'm saying like how often can you repeat the same story with different actors or actresses at some point we've seen it before and someone that's watched wrestling for 30 years like i've seen it before and i'm yearning for something new so when i see the aew do similarities where a a, a group breaks up or a tag team partner betrays the other, and now they're arch enemies, and it creates this crazy feud. We've seen it before. How do we remove that predictiveness and create something new, maybe like a playoff synergy that the NFL does, or the NHL does, or the NBA does, or the Sweet 16 and the NCAA? How do we cultivate, so even a a non-wrestling fan, now hears people in the office, hey, Who's, who's going to win this tournament? Like, is Drew McIntyre, is he going to make it to the semifinals? Is he going to get to the final round? Like, how cool would it be if main events created themselves rather than a silly storyline designing the main event? The thinking is so abstract that we're not doing it now, and we're almost already putting the brakes on. Oh, no, no, I like rivals. I like arguments. Maybe you like the drama. Okay. Well, just tell me that. Say, no, I don't want to change wrestling because I like the, the nonsense and the silly things. I, I like that. That's why I watch wrestling. I respect that. 
But what I'm saying is with an abundance of promotion and they all do similar storylines, how can one promotion get unique from the other? And that's why earlier in the year when I, or, la, or late last year, I should say now, when I was talking about the ROH, when they were doing the pure wrestling tournament, is they were bringing something different. And not everyone's going to like it, but it got things like ESPN talking about it. Um, it got things outside of wrestling, especially in the sporting arena, talking about the ROH. There was some hype because we, cur- we were curious about who was going to win what match and who was going to go where. And it, and it created this new type of interest that we've not seen before. And I like that sort of momentum. With all these promotions out there, I'm just simply suggestion, like, is there a way to be more intuitive and create some level of ingenuity where we do have matches that are meaningful, which I think is one of the top five things I want to talk about. Meaningful matches. Matches that involve wrestling and maybe a little bit beyond just storyline. And why do tag teams have to break up? Why do they have to break up? Why do we always do that? I've got best friends that I've known my entire life, and we are still best friends. So why is that not possible in the world of pro wrestling? And if we start thinking about what happens in the course of the real world, then when you do create a storyline that kind of mimics what happens in the real world, the storyline might be more believable. So my third suggestion is how do if we do have to stick to storylines, can we do one where we're not betraying somebody and be more creative? And it's something that applies more in the real world. And when you do that, the storyline becomes what? Believable. Okay. So if we got 15 wrestling promotions that are talking about tag teams breaking up and now they're wrestling each other for a main event at some up-and-coming pay-per-view, we've seen it already in 10 other brands or 15 other brands. What makes that brand that much different than the other brand other than angles that they film and the people that are signed with the promotion? The differences are actually very minute and the separation to what makes you different gets reduced. So that's why I'm asking the question, do we have too many wrestling promotions because we're all doing the same similar thing? Why is there only one Starbucks? Because they do their process different than Dunkin' Donuts does, okay? Whether you like Starbucks or not, you have the right to choose that as a consumer or as a fan to continue to give you or give them your money. But you know what Starbucks' brand is, okay? Okay. So, the point I'm trying to make is what is the brand distinction between all these promotions other than having the same style wrestling ring, the same similar rules of wrestling, the same interviews of wrestling, the same sort of commentators in wrestling, same sort of storylines in wrestling. What really makes them different than the other wrestling promotion? All of them have a three count as far as I know. All of them you have to tag your partner to get in and out of the ring. All of them do too much of the same thing. So if we're going to have an abundance of countless wrestling promotion, I'm encouraging one of these promotion to say, we're, you know what, we're going to do this different. And going forward, this is how we're going to brand our promotion. 
if I were Tony Khan and I had the financial resources that he has and you're starting off on a terrific right foot into the wrestling world where his brand is, is known anywhere you go and his merchandise is selling well and he has a great positive attitude, I would do something that the WWE does not do. I would, I'm not saying you change the concept of the ring, but maybe change a few rules that are only unique to the AEW. Maybe don't do so many similar storylines, like using older guys that have come from the WWE and use them in your brand. Maybe recruit your own guys and create your own new stories and your own new ways of doing wrestling that we've not seen before. So that's my suggestion of why we may have too many promotions because we're all doing the same things. The fifth and final thing that I wanted to make is how can we create a show that is full of unknowns? For example, you can take the worst team in basketball sometimes and play the best team, but when they play on their scheduled uh, game day, there still sells out, even though we know what team is clearly better than the other, there's still that unpredictability factor that the team that has a losing record may still beat the team with the winning record. And that sort of interest is what I'd like to see in wrestling. Okay, this guy may have lost like 10 matches, but he's got a match against a guy that has been uh, a champion of some rank. You would think that that guy would win right away. But maybe that would be fun to see on a show, a, a, a guy like that gives a good match and has a good showing and captures the hearts of fans. And I'd like to see that sort of thing where the unknown factor is still very real um, in pro wrestling. And it's time for that change because stuff that we did in the 80s we're still doing now right here in 2021. Doesn't that seem weird to you? That's like a 40-year disparity, and we're still doing sort of the same thing. Why does pro wrestling have to have a heel and a face? Why can't we have a face versus a face? Or a heel versus a heel? Well, why does there have to be a fan favorite and not a fan favorite? Why can't we just have two guys that put together a really good match? And I think that's what I'm trying to lead to here. Like, when, when can we get to that sort of level? And... I hope that this makes sense to you, but that's why I fear that we may have too many promotions because too many of the promotions are doing so much of the same thing. It, we looked around the world, you got Australia, Canada, Japan, Mexico, United Kingdom, and the United States. A lot of their promotions are very similar, and it's time that one of these promotions truly differentiates themselves or quit the idea of mimicking the others I'd love to have the fans feedback and your thoughts on this and my email has been blowing up after Wednesday night Uh, I appreciate that but this one here requires a level of thinking and a way of changing what we know pro wrestling to be and I would like to hear some of the most intelligent wrestling fans in the world share their takes and insights on how we can change our great sports entertainment or not necessarily change it but improve it improvement doesn't necessarily mean you change everything it means you tweak some things here we do some things differently to do what to make it better that's what improvement is 
to make things better. And that's what I'm alluding to with this podcast tonight. How can we make this sports entertainment better and unique and different from what we've done for the past 50 years? How can we make that different? And let's talk about it and let's be open about it. And it's not meant to be divisive or, hey, that's silly or I don't like that and move on. I'm seriously saying that we need to do some structural changes to improve the integrity and the creative task force to our sport. Because if we don't, would you stay working on an outdated computer? Would you drive an outdated car? Would you uh, eat food that has expired? No. We have to change and evolve and progress. And right now, we have a chance to make some true progress and do some things differently and unique. And that's what I'm encouraging. Thank you so much for listening to the Imperial Wrestling Podcast, the most intelligent wrestling podcast, period. I'm your host, Kevin Mihok. Good night, everybody.